What's up, guys? Robin E. back on another episode of Pillow Talk. As always, I like to shout out any and everybody who ever listens and shares my shit. Always appreciate the love and feedback. Thank you guys so much for that. If you guys ever want me to talk about something in particular, hit me up. Uh, add me on Facebook, Robin E. Vet. Um, yeah, send, send those thoughts my way. Send those thoughts my way. Before I get too deep into the shit, I want to shout out my favorite apparel, Burning up the streets right now with the hottest shit, Culture Flea. That's Culture Flea, two E's, bigcartel.com. Culture Flea, two E's, bigcartel.com. Make sure you guys check them out. They got hoodies, shirts, hats, pants, every and anything that you need. If you're in the Chicagoland area, check them out at the Goody Shop. That is the headquarters of Culture Flea Apparel. They also do customs. So if you need a custom jacket before you step out, make sure you guys hit them up. 2100 South Pulaski. Pull up. Culture Flea. All 2019. Big C's. Big C's. <laughs> so what's up? What's happening? How's life? How you doing? I'm fine. Thank you. I've just been out here getting this money. You know what I'm saying? Trying to provide a better life for myself. As we all are. I come from the millennial uh, generation, so I'm all about that grind, 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 grind to have a better life. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. So I just want to kind of give y'all a history lesson today. Um, I always hear little jokes and annotations and pertain, uh, pertaining to this topic, so I kind of want to give people a history lesson because I don't think y'all really know. So I'm going to tell you. The black of the berry, the sweet of the juice, the light of the skin, the more beautiful... Phrases of beauty that we're used to have hidden annotations of slander. An old yet still prominent feud driven by a history of hate and still thriving in the black culture today. A method initially used to keep niggas in line has turned into a divide. It's now become a mind state of cultural standards we choose to live by. Do you know your history? Do you know what's behind this divide of light skin versus dark skin? Colorism. A real word, a real term. Discrimination based on social meanings attached to skin color or shade. Shade. Not race. Not religion. Shade. It's bad enough we've endured discrimination for being black. Now if you're too black, you're subjected to even more ridicule. This is because you don't know your fucking history. If you knew the grotesque thought behind colorism and where it's derivative from, you might just think twice when examining that black color will. Colorism is rooted back in our society. This is something that stems from slavery. The slave master would show favoritism to the lighter blacks, creating words like house nigga. A nigga, obviously, that was preferred by the white majority who was prettier enough, who looked enough of the part to stay in the house, sleep in the house, eat in the house, do all of the humane things, you know, people did beside read and have freedom, you know, <laughs> versus the field nigga who was the depiction of a black slave, darker skinned, rougher because they had to endure all of the elements outside. It's funny because... This makes me think about 
how black people say, you know, they hate getting dark or when it's like summer and spring and you don't want to be outside too long because you're scared about getting dark. You can't tell me there's not some correlation between that and colorism when colorism is based on discrimination of the shade of your skin. Of course, field niggas didn't want to get black. You lose all your privileges. You're now viewed as that lesser value nigga and you're subjected to being outside. Versus the lighter nigga who kept their skin light and preferred to the majority. That shit crazy. Something so simple we, we play about, we clown about, could actually be rooted in our history. I ain't find no facts to, you know, backing this shit up. I did look. But what type of coincidence? You know, that's that's too strong of a coincidence. But, again, it's something that's rooted deep in our history because it's something that we've had to endure. Throughout time, this injustice between light skin and dark skin has trickled down, you know, in workplaces. But mainly we see this um, divide in entertainment and in representation in the media. Dark women uh, have always been faced with that type of ridicule and um titles of being less attractive or you know less beautiful than the lighter black when I've seen a lot of darker skinned women that look a lot better than light-skinned women so it's just another hidden annotation and I think as a woman um, in colorism there's different situations where it's harder for women uh, versus men and the entertainment industry is definitely one of those instances where lighter-skinned women are preferred Throughout history, um, the feud has remained dominant, but it wasn't until the 1940s that it was something that became known throughout America. You know how we do a good job of hiding underlying injustices, and this was a big injustice that America just could not ignore. My first interaction with colorism that I was aware of uh, wasn't until college. I had a black studies teacher who was white, blue-eyed, blonde-haired white man, Mr. Fox. And I will always remember him. He was one of the greatest uh, teachers I've ever had. And of course, going into the class, I was just like, why is this white man teaching black studies? What the fuck? But he had a black wife. Uh, He had lived in Africa for 15 years. He had been to Ghana. He had did all these things to understand our injustices. Because again, if you're black, if you're not black, you can never understand what it is to be black. But I appreciated his effort. I appreciated the fact that he reached out the extra mile all his life to understand and feel for black people. He was the first person to ever introduce me to colorism. And he showed me this movie called Pinky. It's from like the 1940s or 50s. And it's essentially about a lighter skinned black woman passing off as a white woman, uh, succeeding, getting through nursing school just to uh, finally end up cleaning because she's black. Uh, At the end of the day, once her heritage is actually known, she's stripped from those things. First off, they had the woman who's the lighter black was actually a white woman. So that just lets you know then how Hollywood wanted the lighter-skinned black women to depict themselves, uh, thus encouraging straightening um, their hair and, you know, dressing a certain way, stuff like that. But this was the first time that this matter was ever brought to America's attention. And I always like monumental movies and monumental things that America does because it shows monumental times. It shows growth and it shows acknowledgement. 
of course that didn't end, you know, injustice for black people. But the fact that somebody decided to even create something uh, with that notion um, was great. It's really a decent movie. You know, if you bore one day and you got shit to do, uh, roll up or something, pop a bottle of wine and watch it. Educate yourself and see how America depicted colorism in the 1940s. Very interesting. <laughs> I feel like in history, when I think of times that black people were really united and colorism was an underlying fact, it was really like the 70s. You was just unified and everybody had they froze in all different colors and everybody was skinny because they was dancing all the time and I'm black and I'm proud and it was just a real black time. You understand? It, it wasn't important to decide whether you was lighter or darker. If you identified yourself as a nigga, it was no better time to be more proud of it than that time. And I wish we still had that type of strength as far as being proud of being black like uh, our ancestors did in the 70s. In the 80s and 90s, we definitely saw more representation of blacks in the media, which is always A1. But that divide, again, of colorism was brought to attention. Growing up, I saw Lisa Bonet, Holly Berry, Jada Pickett. Just some, like, main names of well-known, lighter-skinned actresses. Um, you had Sade, who I love. Uh, but again, a lighter-skinned woman. Sheila E., uh, Tisha Campbell, Jasmine Guy. I love Jasmine Guy, though. Whitley from Different World. I love her. She's awesome. But you saw this kind of disparity. Um, and we did have our key black women, you know, like Angela Bassett, Regina King. Um, which is important, you know, but again, you got 30 to, to four, you know, it was just a big disparity as far as that representation. And I think that in different uh, situations, it's harder for women and it's harder for men uh, when this colorism spectrum is used uh, to play. In the 90s, the representation of dark skinned blacks in the media was 25%. Versus the 38% for lighter skins. So you definitely see that disparity. But it, it should be equally as far as compared to the white or other majorities. As we are all trying to be, you know, representations for our black people. Ironically, this divide is opposite in black males um, in certain settings. So the thing with colorism is it has the ability to sw switch in a sense or reverse in a sense, um, depending on the situation. Not only now is it lighter skins are better, but darker skins are better, or maybe darker skins are more subjected. So this spectrum, again, this rule that's used to divide us uh, is powerful in so many different situations, and it's such a hidden annotation that we may or may not even be aware of it. If you think about it, like, in certain settings... As far as like media, for black males, anchor wise, it's definitely more dominant, I would say, um, but it's more lighter, definitely on the lighter side. You got your Brian Gumble, and I don't even, I don't even think I've watched anything Brian Gumble's ever talked on, honestly. But I know who the fuck he is. I don't know how, but I just know that nigga. Um, Lester Holt, Max Robinson, Craig Melvin, Errol Barnett, 
Trevor Noah, Don Lemon. Now, I loves me some Don Lemon. I'm not going to lie. He light-skinned, but he's a brother. He's woke. He will, you know, tell you the truth about what's going on and then turn around and, you know, do his thing. I just think it's important whenever you're in a role of power or a role of voice for people, you always need to voice for your people because everybody's not going to have that opportunity. This role of power, you know, in a sense, as an anchor, you have this ability to tell people things, you know, flood them with thoughts, a voice of reason and influence. So I think the majority always tries to select the certain type of image that they want portrayed for the black voice in these anchor type of roles. I don't really know like a prominent black anchor that, you know, you think about and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't really know. Dark skinned. Um, like I said, Don Lemon, he's the main one that I know because he's really good at what he does. But he also gets a lot of exposure, a lot of airtime. He gets a lot of those opportunities. So, again, it's kind of this underlying notion of colorism that we don't really think about. But in anchor role, you kind of have more direction, more focus on you as a person and your thoughts and opinions. And I think that the majority does a good job of being selective with that so that they can maintain a certain type of black person versus athletes, you know, uh, which is majority of the darker black men, more representation. And I feel like as an athlete in a hidden annotation, it's almost kind of like a field nigga in a sense where you out there hustling, getting that money, balling, doing what you need to do. But you're not really necessarily a voice of reason. People don't really go to you and say, oh, so-and-so did this, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, we got MJ. You know, we got MJ. And we got Kobe. Hate me if you want. I fuck with Kobe. You know, we got LeBron now. But I don't really know. I don't hear men initially start off saying, oh, I'm going to go do so-and-so because so-and-so said that's what you're supposed to do. Versus niggas like looking up to rappers, you know, and actors, um, shit like that. But when you're an athlete, you only have so much leverage anyway. Um, Usually, they don't really use their power to their advantage like they should, even though they are in a role of more uh, superiority where they could influence the majority. Um, They usually blow their money, you know, balling out, killing girlfriends and shit, like, not even thinking about what they should be doing with that type of power. But again, it's just kind of an underlying indifference in different roles that black people play in the world and how the mass majority wants to view us. In the real world, colorism amongst black males changes, again, in another setting. Light-skinned black males are considered soft or weak versus darker males who are considered tough or real. This is just kind of like the whole Drake situation when everybody was coming at Drake for being light-skinned. Don't don't do it. I'm team Drake. Fuck who don't like. Fight me. But he's lit. And I think that Drake does a good job of maintaining his uh, blackness in addition to being light-skinned. Because that's just what it is. It's important to, you know, maintain to what you feel you connect with. Period. But essentially, lighter skinned men have this underlying notion of being softer you know not being as tough not being able to really handle they shit versus a darker skinned man who gonna come in there strong hard and swollen and do what he need to do 
Um, again, an underlying notion of this house nigga versus field nigga. Oh, you just be in the house. You light skin. You don't be doing shit. I'll beat your ass. I'm out in the field picking this cotton, making this money, doing this work. You could never relate. You could never relate. And then it's a colorism divide when yet again we are all still black. We, You are all still males. But because this male is lighter, he kind of has this antagonizing, you know, notion of being uh, less less hard versus, you know, like a police lineup. Obviously, the darker skinned male who fits the description of a black African male, 6'4", dark with dreads, is going to go to jail over the lighter skinned, dark male with the fade. That's just the reality of things. There's a bigger chance for that darker skinned male to take the fall for it because he fits the stereotypical image of what a black, dangerous, armed man is. Or a job interview. There's a better chance that that lighter-skinned man is going to get the job over that darker-skinned man. And there's a very slim chance, you know, that the darker-skinned man could get ahead. But he's got to be overqualified. He's got to have triple of what the other people have just to qualify, just to be even be considered. Because his looks alone don't fit the part. Again, a hidden notion of colorism of the mass majority depicting what they want as a representation of a key black person in their field. This shit ain't new. You understand? It's not new. It's it's a part of our history. It's a part of American culture. And this is something that society has used and implemented in the black community to keep us from succeeding and reaching our full potential. But in situations like that, you have to be aware. And unfortunately, it makes you want to work harder in certain instances to prove you are just as good, if not better, than that lighter or darker skin. When that's not even, you feel me, how you're supposed to go about it. It should be unified all the way through. Why? Why in so many different situations does this color spectrum vary? Another tool of divide, another tool of separation used to debilitate us. America wants us to succeed, but not too much. Feel me? We can have a piece of the pie, but no more than a tenth of a slice. In certain roles, America wants to keep us hindered. The darker male is initially, you know, the description, depiction of a dangerous gang-banging nigga, which we'd be conditioned to think is the depiction of a black man. When there's lighter-skinned black men that didn't kill crimes and rape bitches and did all types of shit. Crime has no color. Crime has no shade either. The lighter-skinned black male has become socially acceptable as he appears as no initial threat, obedient, subordinate, willing to comply. The history of colorism shows us that light skin is closer to white, closer to the dominant, the one who is ultimately in power. Again, it's another aspect of colorism persuading us to feel as though this lighter-skinned male has more dominance because he is closer looking to the majority. Bullshit. But it is something that is derivative from colorism. It's something that's implanted from that shit. Another aspect I think that drives colorism is jealousy. Lights, you know, and dark skins become jealous of each other, upset, you know, when one succeeds over the other. And that shouldn't even be the case, you know. That shouldn't even be the thought process. This jealousy, unfortunately, 
that lighter skins have a better chance to succeed or to be chosen or to be preferred is bullshit. Me, as a lighter-skinned black woman, I prefer darker-skinned men. My father's darker-skinned, my grandfather's dark-skinned, and that's just my preference. Do I like light-skinned men? Yeah, you guys are fine. You're great. (laughs) But I just know I'm going to have a chocolate baby and I'm going to have my husband going to be chocolate, you understand, with a beard and a body and dimples. And he's going to be a Sagittarius. But um, <laughs> it's just we shouldn't even be jealous. We should be happy for our fellow brother or sister uh, to get in the door, to get ahead, you know. Unfortunately... We use that as an antagonizing role, maybe to hinder that person from getting ahead, make them feel guilty for getting ahead. When we should really be asking, how the fuck did you do that? How can you help me succeed? Put that jealousy aside, because again, at the end of the day, we are all black. We are all considered black to the majority. How can we, you know, stop this injustice? How can we end colorism or at least I don't know seclude that shit I don't even know I wanted I wanted to be done I want it to be over because I'm so sick of classifying someone's beauty or their status based on the shade especially within the black community you think these fucking Asians and Mexicans are within their race defying shit you a shade darker than you was last year or whatever than my mama is I can't rock with you like that you think you better or you think you you know or you think I think I'm better like that's some dumb ass shit when we all was out there getting whooped (laughs) um some ways that we can stop I mean it's just acknowledging the injustice you know that we subject to our own people Take responsibility for allowing this absurd divide to manifest and grow. And remember that colorism was created to divide us blacks, created to make us see flaws within our own race. Understand our history is what ties us. It's what bonds us as one. Learn your history, okay? It may help direct the type of future that you want. No classifying our black skin only makes it that much harder to succeed as a black person in America. You have to identify the shit and be aware of it. Secondly, I feel like when you're in a position of rank, be profoundly black, okay? If given the opportunity to be a voice of blacks or even a token black, you know, express your blackness with no shame or mercy. I'm not saying turn the fuck up, you understand? I'm not saying do the most, but use that opportunity to share black stories, share black news, be a voice for the black people and and give exposure to something that may have not, you know, gotten that exposure uh, yet you have said something. I work in corporate. Um I'm going to do a podcast on that black girl white corporate world and it's been eye-opening because now I'm starting to see a lot more of underlying colorism. And it's sad, um but it's something that is profound and unfortunately when you get in certain types of uh 
elite groups and certain type of situations where there's less of black people, less of them to depict or, you know, divide you from, they tend to try to mold you to be white or mold you to be acceptance of being, you know, white or that Uncle Tom notion. But please believe, please believe me, anytime I get an opportunity to be profoundly black or mention something black or remind them that I'm black, I do it because I need them to understand Black comes in all shapes, sizes, and representations and shades. And even though I have learned to adapt and, you know, so-called switch that code, I'm never going to let my blackness be hindered. I'm never going to hide the fact that I'm black and proud. Period. I feel like representation is also very, very important. Um, You know, one foot in the door... You know, it holds it open for the rest and then for those that will follow. Know that to the majority, we are still black and all shades are beautiful. Period. We need to embrace all colors of the melanin rainbow and understand that black is the basis of the root. We are the blueprint of diversity in America. Period. The favoritism of preference in black light skins must be stopped. We need to uplift, embrace, and inspire blacks of all shades to be proud of their skin. Again, representation is so fucking important. And I think that the more we start to praise those darker and browner shades, the more acceptance, you know, and normal it will be to glorify it. It's almost like a fad now when you see a beautiful dark-skinned black woman and, and now... More than ever, it is getting the recognition that it needs. But that's something that we should have been doing. This is something that we need to continue doing. In the recent decades, we do see more mixed families and commercials and movies, which is good. We see more natural hair shown, which is great. You know, um, the representation of darker males in entertainment has risen 12% since 2010, 25% for women. And, you know, natural hair, I feel like, is a signifier um, for being black. And it's been tied as well with being a darker-skinned black. It's almost like you got nappy hair, it's 95% chance you's a nigga and you's a nigga nigga. Versus a lighter skin who just permed her shit, you know, or be straightening the fuck out her hair. Or maybe does have that lighter hair or different texture of hair, you know, more curlier, more finer. There's a possibility, you know, you're not fully black. You look more like the appealing type. We have to praise black hair because it is a signifier of blackness and we need to promote that beauty. I don't want to tell my daughter, you know, my niece or some little girl because her hair is, you know, 4C or because she has, you know, big curly puff that she's not beautiful. She's not favored when she's just as beautiful, if not more. You know, this is how God created you. This is how the hair grows out of your head. Twitter. Twitter. Brown skin girls. Hashtag. Black girls rock. Hashtag black girl magic. We need to lead this, you know, uniformity of black is beautiful in all shades and aspects. Do the damn thing. <laughs> Do the damn thing. And even though I love Rihanna, that's my bae. That's sis we have to stop you know we have to stop over glorifying rihanna's and holly berry's and zendaya's embrace more kiki palmer's and serena williams and cheryl underwood's and viola davis's stop with the preference and accept acceptance 
Let me let me run that back. Stop with the preference and accept acceptance. As a black woman, I love all of my people, all shades. Yes, I do prefer the milk chocolate, but cocoa or caramel will please me just the same. They are trying to kill us. Aren't you guys aware that there is a underlying mass genocide of black people? Flint, Michigan, hello. We have to become united more now than ever. And one of the key things in being united is loving one another. Love yourself, love your neighbor, and love the little baby down the street. Because growing up as a black person in this world is already tough. Being subjectified for being too dark or too light is another hassle we don't need. As always, I like to end with the quote, Love yourself as black as you are. This has been Pillow Talk, Robin E. Thank you so much for listening. Peace.